ia te a te a taka ia te pai pai wa o uru mai te utupoto te ware kōrero e tū nei. Kia ora. welcome to Change Channel, a space to share tupuna wisdom, Māori ancestral knowledge with you and the world. Tēnā, wakarongo mai. Nō te ipureo tēnei kawenga o te pai pai wa o a Chase Channel. Inumia te kōrero. Chase Channel is brought to you by Te Ipurao. everybody, Che Wilson from Che's channel, Te Pai Pai Waho, um, here tonight for Taite Talks. Uh, firstly, e, e tangiana ki o tātou mate, Auntie Roseanne e moi. So, kia ora everybody. Hope you've had a good week so far. And um, yeah, it's been a long week, a long week for myself. Uh, but I'm really stoked to uh, have our manuhiri tonight. 
And I'm going to bring him in right now. And I'm only here for tonight is Moko Tawariki. And I'm going to hand it straight over to Moko. Uh, Moko, for you to introduce yourself. Um, Kei Akwe, bro. Yes, Tēnā Akwe te parata, e chai. Ngā mihi o te wā e hoa. Ko Taupiri te maunga, Waikato te awa, Waikato te iwi, Tainiwi te waka. Ngā tina ho te hapū. Te tipunei au ki rā hui o pōkeka. Nō reira, ko ngā tina te hapū. Ka tawhiti atu ki tērā pito te umatou nei rohe ki a Ngāti Haua, ko ngā marae erima, ngā marae mōku, ko moko tawari ki tāku ingoa, tipu nei au ki rā. I think moko has frozen there. Koia, koia hau tēnei. Um, I hope you're enjoying your quarantine is uh, back in Australia. It's my niece. She's just um, gone back to Aussie on Tuesday. So this must be day two of quarantine. Hoyano, let's get straight into it. And so Taiti talk, talk to everybody. If you're new to Taiti Talks, what happens is... Um, we uh, have a manuhiri, and I'm going to hand it straight over to my manuhiri tonight, and he gets to ask me questions about uh, tikanga Māori and te ao Māori. So over to you, bro. Yeah, kia ora, bro. Toys, um, as you know, I'm a pretty avid watcher of uh, a few of your channels there, Juan. Um, Laura had to have a, a real uh, poro aki for mihi mihi tangi tangi uh, at the last episode for Koko Muka. <laughs> but um, at the point, um, I learned so much. Uh, I learned a lot uh, of these um, webinars and these types of forums of wānanga and uh, what a benefit they have been to bring these wānanga into my own home uh, at my own time. And yeah, I, if, if anything, other than some of the the uh, negativity that COVID has brought with it, uh, these opportunities have been invaluable. Uh, for myself anyway, I, I really love it because if I miss the episode uh, live, then I know I can go back to it and watch it later. And yeah. Um, Good, bro. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. You canvassed a lot of good kaupapa uh, and, so, and I've really enjoyed uh, particularly some of our tauiwi whanau, some of our Pākehā whanau that you've had come on to the channel um, and really share some of their, their whakaaro. Um, and some of the you know questions that they have about Te Ao Māori, and I, I know some of these sorts of things that don't necessarily think about what their views of the Ao Māori might be, and so yeah. it's actually it's quite good to get their uh, insights. Uh, actually, because um, sometimes when I do uh, uh, move around in those uh, Pākehā circles, um, I'm generally only focusing on Pākehā things. But yeah. then when, you know, when we have to twist it around, you know, we get their insight into our world, I'm like, oh, whoa, <clears throat> actually, that's that's pretty insightful. So, um, so how are you <clears throat> I've been following this uh, kaupapa, I've been, uh, and I'm a very avid follower of my, my whanaunga from, uh, from Tarawa, uh, Prao Negloin, and um, he, he's, it looks like he's the... Uh, the, uh, the driver for a group of wahine 
from uh, Kahumunu uh, Raukawa, I guess. Uh, they, oh, I think they're from Ra- all of them are from Raukawa, and they're tracing the steps of the of our tupuna Mahinarangi, mm-hmm. uh, Taku Arara ku Mahinarangi, and so the the walking 400 kilometers um, from Kahotea to Rangiatea, and uh, every day I've sort of checked in to see at what stage they're at, and um, I'm actually blown away. I'm in awe of these uh, mana wahine uh, and the amount of kilometers that they are walking each day. Uh, I'm equally in awe of the the brothers, the farm, the men, uh, and I'm sure there's probably some wahine in the background as well. Uh, but uh, Anaru, uh, Big B, and um, Paone are the two that I see in the videos more often that are following them, supporting them, looking after them. Uh, while they're on their, their trails. And so a few things have sort of popped out for me as I'm uh, following their journey. And uh, I think Prahane put out the other day that um, if we were to 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 trace a journey um, of our own tupuna, uh, what 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 footsteps would I want to to follow and why? I had to ask my, myself why would I want to follow that footstep? And um, I had to have a, a good think about it. And uh, at first I thought that maybe the, the tupuna from um, uh, Rangiriri, Battle of Rangiriri, maybe that might be a good one, but that's more of a contemporary one. So then I got to, um, one of my tupuna is actually Power as a Ngāti Pawa from Hauraki. And so I'd, I'd actually, and I drive from Waikato to Hauraki quite a bit. And I don't really pay attention to any of the tribal landmarks um, that are along the way, because largely because I don't know where a lot of them are. And I'm sure there are many. And I'd like to know actually what was the journey that Pawa took when moving from Tauperi um, over to to Hauraki into uh, where Ngāti Pawa uh, currently resides now uh, yeah. and also over into, you know, parts of Tamaki Makoto yeah. and uh, what a journey that would have been and so I guess the, the part I would be, you know, what are the, you know, what are the benefits to, what would the benefits be not just to myself but to the nation, I guess. Uh, if we were to consider pursuing those types of yeah equi yeah. so I think I think the most important thing that's happening on on the Mahinarangi Trail walk is um, is that it's reclaiming mm. a key component of our history because it's one thing to recite the history, it's one thing to sing about the history, it's one thing to um, name people after different parts of that history, to actually trace the footsteps as much as you can of our ancestors is pretty key because what it does is it puts you in well as much as it can it puts you in the 
the spaces and places that they went to and possibly even the emotions and feelings that they may have had. You might want to just uh, mute yourself while while I'm talking, bro. It's a bit of noise in the background. But um, I, I think what it does is it, it takes us to that place, um, uh, takes us to reconnect to that history. And what, what would be really cool is everybody watching, think about which tūpuna trail would you like to follow in your own history? And as, as Moko's already inferred, you might not know um, the, the actual uh, tūpuna sites, wahi tūpuna, wahi tapu, tongi o ngā mātua. You might not know those key key um, places. And so you're going to have to do some research. And I think one of the most, most important clues if you're starting with a complete blank canvas is to just look at road names, especially on the open road and all of those back roads. Any of them that might have a Māori name, have a look at it because it will probably be connected to an old tūpuna trail. And most of those back roads, um, especially if they were originally bridal trails, and bridal trails are old horse trails, they will almost definitely be ancestral trails. Um, because when they bought the when the Europeans brought the horses over, they just followed the ancestral trails. And then over time, those became um, roads. And as the um, network of um, infrastructure evolved, um, those roads became highways and some of them became back roads. Uh, and like a classic example is as you're driving north from Hunterville, there's a road called Murimutu. And, um, and straight away that tells me that's the old path to Murimutu, which is home back in the Karioi area at the foot of Mount Rupehu. And, um, and I know that because Murimotu is a, a key maunga tapu for us, but also um, the Murimotu survey district for the um, native land court. And when talking to my Ngāti Hauiti relations, they then confirmed it. They go, yeah, that's the old trail. You go through Ōtairi, and Ōtairi is in the song, Poia te takupoi, go to Ōtairi and from Ōtairi, um, onwards to Murimotu and, and to um, to the Onetapu. <laughs> so there's there's a heap of history that can can connect you and link you to those places. Um, in addition to that, you might see some words which might not look like an English word and might not look like a Maori word. Usually they've been misspelt. And like classic example is Otago. Otago originates from a Māori word, otako. And um, and so that's another clue, as well as um, just pulling a map out. Pull a map out and you'll start to find, you know, those things that don't really exist anymore because we use phones instead. <laughs> but if you pull a map out, it'll usually have names of the different hills and that's another way to learn. 
Another way to learn is by looking at rivers, the names of rivers, and culverts, canals, all of those things, because um, if they're a Māori name, then it's either the correct Māori name or slightly misspelled. And um, so you just got to work through it. And I think that's that's where the that's where the gems and the gold comes, is where you're um, working out that journey for yourself. And so for you, finding out where power went from A to B, and then um, you know also working out um, where uh, Mahinarani is um, has been, because you know are they gonna are they going to uh, swim the river as well? Because I think she she swam the river somewhere around here, eh? As a tummy uh, tummyhere, so so it'll be cool to um, just see what they do when they get there. Well, you not um, if you unmute yourself. What's your next question or comments? Yeah, a um, little bit uh, concerned about some of my fano over at uh, Glen Efton actually, uh, but disappointed with our um, uh, Waikato District Council. And um, actually, it's uh, a bit kuare in their response to the community of Glen Afton, uh, which is only about, you know, maybe a good um, 10 to 15 kilometres away from Rahui Pōkeka, uh, heading west. And there's a miner out there. He's been operating a coal mine for some time. And uh, he's also been accepting uh, tyres into as a dumping ground. Now, those tyres have been burning for about three months now, over three months, according to the locals out there. And I've got uh, aunties and uncles and lots of whānau that live out there. I'm a bit peed off, actually, that the council's response to the community, and particularly those who are elderly, uh, the wahine that are hapu and, and, and have little ones, and just about every single household out there is on, um, uh, on um, rainwater, and so they have tanks. And so all of those, and what council's response has been is this. And, and to me, this really goes against not just the human uh, human rights and the human safety of our whanau in there, but really, it goes, you know, to me, they're not providing for, particularly for our whanau, uh, they're not upholding what the territory uh, proposes to achieve in terms of, you know, looking after each other. And so what I've said to the whanau out there, if there are people that they can go and live with in other towns, then that's what the whanau should do. But council don't want to go in and shut this business down, even though he is causing a hazard impacts, um, health impact to the local communities. So I yeah. guess, you know, what might be some of the proactive approaches that I could take to sort of put the council on notice? So uh, I think there's a couple of things. There's, there's the impact to the environment, there's the impact to people, and then there's the response that you have to take um, with local government. Uh, and, and so there's a couple of, couple of points to that. And uh, if you look at the local government response first, um, you have to write 
you have to write and you have to get everyone in the community to write and they and and because it's not a very big community so the more you write different letters rather than the same because what what councils will do if 500 people write the same letter they only treat it as one that's from my experience in working um in different uh, resource consent processes in the past so so they they treat it they they will note that there are 500 but in reality they just treat it as one issue so so there's that point another really important point that we all need to understand and Kiara Helene I've seen your comment <laughs> um, another thing that we also need to understand is that our polluted rivers are a result of compliance. So all of the mess that we're in right now, most of it's been because it's been allowed. It's compliant with the law. And so that tells us that the policymakers and the lawmakers get lobbied by people who are lazy, who don't want to change, and who just want to burn tires and get away with it. And so we actually have to do our own lobbying uh, as Māori, as uh, people that care for the taiao. Uh, and we've got to be smart about it. We've got to use all angles. The hapu and iwi angle is only one angle. Then there's a community angle. Then there's, um, uh, you know, uh, friends of whatever society angle. And, you know, so just as Moko Tawariki or Che Wilson, straight away, we can go from three angles which won't be lumped in as just tangata whenua or mana whenua or Māori. And I know I'm sounding a bit dismissive, but often, even through all of the hard work, local government still just, oh yeah, we've just got to get this through and took it off. Um, which is sad, but it's a reality. And the more we can outsmart that, the better. Because I think I think this issue, and, and you've got to raise the public health concerns, and then you've also got to, got to make contact with the public health nurse and um, and do formal submissions and complaints there as well uh, so that you're not just linking into um, the local government issue but you've got to you've got to go as far as and as far as you can and as wide as you can uh, and don't just rely on the iwi or the hapu hat but wear all of the hats um, that you can, because that's what being a good treaty partner is, is that we're allowed to go on both sides. You know, we often box ourselves in and just stay stay in, in, in one lane, whereas actually um, we're community members, we're ratepayers, we're all of these different things. Um, so... We should be using our voices as 
actively and as efficiently as possible. He, 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 he I think the other point is, if I was to say, I'm the river and the river is me, and someone was dumping all of the sewage into my river, then actually, I'm the sewage and the sewage is me. And what's happening out there in Glen Afton is I'm the I'm the uh, pollution and the pollution is me. And and I think you know it's it's that simple. Because what happens in um, in uh, sewage consents is that they'll always say, oh, actually, um, the water quality. Is, is comes out at a good good quality and potentially it's drinkable. And none of those mongrels are actually going to drink it, you know. And so, like you know, I've when I've been on the other side challenging, because I've been on both sides. Because I, I used to be an environmental commissioner, um, you know. When I was challenging, I'd often go, "Come on in, let's go there and have a drink. If you have a drink, I'll have a drink." Let's go and have a morning, a champagne breakfast, because <laughs> it'll be bubbly. <laughs> and and I think I think this is the thing is that compliance has got us to a really polluted state, and we have to have the courage, not just as citizens, but also as businesses. We as business owners have to have the courage to change things, because otherwise it's just bloody lazy. Why not? Bit of, bit of a ramble there. Yeah, that's a good point there. The health nurse one, um, didn't actually um, consider that one, actually. So it's good good to to hear that angle. I'm hoping that the, the locals out there have already got on to the, the public health sector or the yeah. health nurse. Um, I'll ask my auntie. Anyway, I'll give her a ring. Uh, yeah, tonight's a good time. Yeah, I'll give her a ring and see where they're at. Oh, well, what I was uh, glad to see. Into anything that might be a bit kennel to the environment because then it could impact on, on us as tangata. Mm. Mm. I, I, I was observant of the, um, the news article when it was reported on Tao. That um, I'm glad that they didn't roll out the the, the Maori face to go and um, try and quell uh, an angry mob, because um, uh, you know I think I don't know if that's something that councils might tend to do, particularly in um, communities where they're you know, strong Maori. Uh, but you know, Glen Afton's actually quite uh, quite split down the middle. Actually, it's quite yeah. diverse. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, good. Just have to note that, that there's some people um, swearing on here talking about Queensland, and uh, I just want to note those are swear words. There's a reason why the the, um, the wording is in white and blue. There's a reason for that. Um, so please do not do not swear on on this channel. Queensland is a swear word, even though my wife and son might be supporting them. And that's <laughs> Um, I'm a little bit MIA at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first first time I've been on uh, Facebook in 24 hours. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Well, well, you know, 
I'm a staunch New South Wales supporter. So, my man, my man, yes, and my those, man. those deluded people oh, there, Mr. Proctor, yeah. Mr. Kent, they're just a bit deluded. But anyway, um, in, a, final, a final quick question, bro. From me, yeah, you got. Oh, a have I got a final one? Yeah, um, and we're not allowed to talk about Ngātoroi, are <laughs> um, yeah, geez, I'd probably have to say that, um, you know, Santa, you know, everyone's getting all their, their, their Santa. There's a time that we, um, you know, we rolled out our, uh, a brown Santa ahead of our white Santa. Well, um, you would have noticed Rangi Matam when I talked about Fitia Nono. And I've been talking to Rangi for a couple of years about how do we replace Halloween? Mm. Mm. Yes, because, yes, I remember that. Yeah, because there's there's um, and but because it, because the lunar stuff changes, so sometimes Halloween is in um, uh, Korpu in the time of Korpu, and sometimes it's in the time of Fitianono. So because of that change, um, it doesn't really work there. But I did wonder whether, um, if it's not a star, then what about the Pipi Whararoa? Because Halloween is the time of the Pipi Whararoa arriving or, or or making its presence known. Um, so, so we've got to look at things like that. And so with, with Father Christmas, or Santa Claus, uh, Saint Nicholas, he's um, he's one example of us having to think about what happens during that period of summer. And so, I wonder if it's Rehua. You know, it'd be worth having a warning with the likes of of Rangi and that. Um, but also, um, there's there's those that will like Christmas and those who choose not to celebrate it because of its Christian um, origins and its and Christianity's impact on us. And then there are, there are others who who will who will celebrate Christmas for religious reasons, and others who just celebrate it because it's a good time for family and nice to give some presents. So. I think the reasons why people celebrate Christmas today are so varied, um, and it's just working out what what are the key things during that time of year that are a constant every year, so that you don't need to change it as much. But yeah, so that's just some thoughts. You know, Matariki is going to be Matariki is going to be a um, a good one for us to get used to not having a fixed date. So yeah, yeah, totally. that. yeah, whatever happens there, yeah. that mahi that I'm leading, because mm, it's gonna mm. um, move us away from those fixed dates and getting us into a more focused um, following the moon. You know, because what are we? Are we in Tamatias? Yeah, I think so. Because I, I need to. Um, a little bit longer life to um, plant my last set of taiwa for the 
for the season. Oh, yeah, mm. Tom Murray. So, yeah. So, there. Oh, well, bro. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, no, Probably no. just my 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 only concluding um just to sum up was uh yeah I just just think the big mihi out to those uh four um adjudicators of that uh, state of origin game last night they were the real winners the referees and the uh, video referee they won that shield that shield is there so. Thank you, Ehoa. I enjoyed our corridor tonight. And those were just my closing comments. I wanted to leave with those people that are using those, their profanity language on, on your page. Yes, yes. We're a bit deluded. And um, I've seen the response about the moon. Um, all and all we're for, for your calendar and just seeing my calendar and my calendar's all koro. So, you know, we're <laughs> slightly differ. Um, and tamatea tomorrow on, according to my calendar. Uh, well, not. Um, yes, yes. Um, may 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 the the maroons enjoy their brief moment of um, glory, because it will only be be a brief moment. And brief. I will suspend these words on the tahu hu nui of rangi nui turu turu o viti waka mau a kia tina 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 taiki devala kagi na puro Jerome na real puro. Soundtracks from Puro Jerome.